Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you all having a fantastic day out there today. We are here on a tasty Tuesday where it is all about food hunger, nutrition, and how we can utilize that to fuel our relentlessness and our pursuit of a better life. Today, we're talking about the debate between intermittent fasting and grazing as far as eating lifestyles and uh, what people go after. Now, a lot of people kind of fluctuate between these a little bit, but There are many people on either end of the spectrum that are diehards that believe that, hey, this is for me, whatever that option is. And so just know today that I'm going to be doing the best I can to present both of these um, in the least biased way I'm able to. But do know that I do come from a bias of going more towards the grazing aspect. So just consider that with a grain of salt. But again, I'm doing... I will be doing the best I can as I do present this material and these options and um, some of the reasons why people may or may not participate in each of these. That I'll do the best I can to really present it in a way that people can make their own decisions and their own choices because ultimately that's what it's about. It's not about you making the choice that works best for my body. It's about you making the choice that works best for your body. That's what it's all about out here. So, first, let's talk about intermittent fasting. What it is, what it isn't. Why it's attractive and what might be some of its downfalls. So intermittent fasting is the idea that we're taking, um, we're taking a certain period of time and that, those are the times of day that you eat between. So for some people it might be, hey, I'm saying these are the, it's usually a period of eight to 10 hours. And it's eight to 10 hours that I'm eating throughout a day. And between those times, I don't eat. And it's definitely uh, interesting for people who choose to go after this and some people choose not to. Um, it's saying, hey, we're spending less time eating during the day, but it's almost people give themselves permission to eat a lot more. And so if you're trying to do this from a, we'll talk about each of these from like a weight loss or weight gain perspective. Um, and then we'll also talk about it for just general maintenance lifestyle perspective too. So if you're trying to cut weight, intermittent fasting may be a good option for you because you could say, hey, I have already told myself I'm restricting all other calories Again, this this includes anything major like smoothies and stuff like that too. Alright, I am restricting my caloric intake. Some people go as extreme to say water too. Um, I have have reservations with that, but if it's part of your lifestyle that works for you, sure, go ahead. I am a fan of having hydration consistently. Um, But for some people, again, this is about as much of a mental game as it is the uh, physiological game. So, if we're out here and we're trying to make these big differences in our physiology, well, intermittent fasting might be the answer. Again, 
if you're trying to lose weight, you're saying, hey, there's only an eight hour period of time during the day that I'm allowing myself to eat. So by definition, well, I'm gonna eat less typically. And it's also, hey, I'm not worried about cutting out so many calories and having such a small meal. It's okay, only have one to two meals a day. They can be decent size, and it's probably gonna be less calories than what I'm used to having typically. That makes sense to me. Other people use it if they're just maintaining for part of a lifestyle. Honestly, let's be real, it's easier, right? People are crazy busy these days. People are worried about being uh, super ultra productive. And if you're out there doing intermittent fasting, then you don't need to use as much of your valuable time around food, around decisions, making for food as to say, I have these chunks of time to eat between, and that's it. Usually it's not, you know, early morning breakfast, late night meals, or late night snacks. It's, no, I'm done. I'm good. So save productivity there. Other people talk about the blood flow. And when we're digesting food in our gut, that's one of the main reasons why we don't have athletic events immediately after eating. Well, some people's athletic events are eating, but that's a whole other story. But the whole rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system is activated. And when the system is activated to a strong degree, the blood flow goes to our gut, which, mean we're, which means where does it not go? It does not go to our muscles as much. And it does not go as much to our brain either. And so that's why the kind of post-lunch fatigue or you know post-Thanksgiving fatigue, it's real stuff, man, absolutely. All the, all the blood is rushing to your gut less in your brain so people attribute this to having more mental clarity whereas compared to a grazing lifestyle you know you might have just a little bit of digestion going on at a lot of times where you might have a minorly suppressed sympathetic nervous system because you have a little bit of parasympathetic all the time and because a lot of the blood flow is going to your gut instead of to your brain it's a pretty fair argument so if that's something that appeals to you intermittent fasting might be an idea now, what about intermittent fasting for bulking up for gaining weight? That's one of the more difficult things for me to physiologically wrap my head around more. You know, in some ways, it can make sense because, hey, you have more time, like we said, where you don't have the blood flow going to your gut. Um, you do have time for a nice long workout in there. Um, some good intensity where you're not worried about battling that sympathetic to parasympathetic. You're not worried about messing up digestion. You can have more clarity. Um, but here's the challenging thing with that, is that our body doesn't have a mechanism for storing protein. Let me say that again. Our body does not have a physiological mechanism for storing protein. We eat protein. We become protein. When we need to utilize protein, when we need those building blocks for ourselves, guess what happens? Our body, we use them. If we, if our body is in need of protein for kind of recalibrating and copying our DNA structure, what is it going to do? It's going to utilize that protein. Now. On the other, other, other side of things, let's say that we eat a large meal, or we have some, we, we uh, you know, let's say that we just ate a meal, it's like an hour later, we're gonna have a snack, we're having more protein. Our body might not need 
more protein yet. It just might not. Right? That's just where we happen to be at at that given time on that given day. And because we don't need more protein, we don't have a way of saying, oh, you know, that, that egg, that egg tasted good, man. I want, I want to say that for later. Let me just uh, keep it up in my esophagus. Let me just keep it up in the superior part of my stomach until I need it. No, man. Everything passes through. It passes through. It denatures. It digests. And then when our body says, hey, bro, thanks for contributing, but no necessito, not needed right now. What does it do? It takes that protein and says, hey, normally you're a building block, normally you're a Lego, but we're gonna melt you down into some plastic, and we're gonna turn you into fat. We're gonna emul and emulsify you, right? So we're gonna turn you into a storage device for energy in the future. It's our way of saying, hey, I got a little extra love to share around, right? I'm not in need right at this moment. And that's great, right? Survival. That's an awesome mechanism to have to say, hey, let me store energy for later. What is not an awesome mechanism to have is say, hey, I'm only having one meal a day. My body can only handle so much protein at one time. And now, will it adapt? Yes. Will your body say, hey, if I only have one meal, is it going to get used to that one meal? And is it going to absorb more protein per meal than you would be able to if you only had, let's say, you know, one meal if you had four meals a day? Absolutely, you'd be able to absorb a little bit more. Why? Because your body has more of an acute need at that time. But you still would never be able to digest the same amount of protein in a day and actually utilize it at that time for one meal versus for, let's say, four meals throughout the day or even two meals or even three meals throughout the day. Um, so there are definitely major limitations when it comes to that realm that we've got to be cautious of, that we've got to understand. And so for gaining weight, um, that's a little bit, that's one that's a little more challenging for me to fully understand. But again, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying it might not be the most advantageous for you and for your physiology. All right. That was my attempt at having an unbiased version of sharing about intermittent fasting and some pretty cool ideas about, hey, why you should do it, why you should try it. The number one thing I'll say is if you are used to a certain type of diet, a certain type of eating pattern, we'll call it, because this isn't, neither of these is talking about food itself, really. It's just talking about timing of delivery. If you're used to a certain timing of delivery, the time to say, hey, I, wanna, I heard that uh, intermittent fasting can help me. I want to try that. Or I heard that grazing can be more beneficial. I want to try that. The time to not try that is around performance. Is around saying, hey, oh man, I got, I got finals coming up in school. Let me try this new diet thing, bro. Your brain relies on what it's used to, right? It adapts over time a little bit. So if you're going to throw it for a loop, eh, that might not be the best time to do it. You know, or if you're preparing for, you know, your state's competition or whatever, for whatever sport you're in, or whatever big event you're coming up to, that might not be the time to do it. So, we'll just keep that in mind as we keep going forward. Um, but again, there are times to do it, there are times not to do it. You've just got to be mindful of both of those. So now, as we continue forward for this whole intermittent fasting. What exactly are we talking about again? So, 
we are still talking about. Um, so, excuse me. We're going to move on. And we're going to move on to more grazing. And this is more of what we consider like a nomadic lifestyle, more of that typical uh, hunter-gatherer type lifestyle. Um, some people would argue it's what kind of our ancestors did, so it's what we were designed for, what we were made to do. Um, I can see that. I can see there being some efficacy in that. Um, I can also see there being some challenges with that too. So, the grazing lifestyle. Why would we do it in terms of, let's say, losing weight? Right? Let's take let's take us through these three perspectives again. And just in contrast, where intermittent fasting was, hey, throughout the day, I am only going to eat during these certain periods of time. Grazing is like, hey man, I'm not worried about time, right? I'm gonna eat kind of throughout the day. I'm gonna continue eating, nourishing my body um, throughout the entire duration of my day. And there are absolutely a ton of benefits of that. One of which being Okay, that protein thing we talked about. You're probably not having as much protein per meal. Good, I'd recommend that for one meal versus four meals a day. And I use the term meal very loosely. Um, when we talk about this grazing thing, you know, uh, for me is a, a meal is a snack, a snack is a meal. Um, it's just, it's food, right? And it's timing delivery of food. So I'm not pretending that, hey, you gotta eat every, you know, three and a half hours on the dot, on the clock. Or you have to have a big meal then, right? No, have a little something. Have a little something. Um, for me, this is a strategy that I, I use and I, I try and utilize even more. Um, I will say limitations, right? It is time consuming. It takes time. Um, the epitome of this was kind of back in my college days, early early college undergrad. Um, I got involved with the crew who was doing a lot of lifting and stuff and trying to get stronger. In my freshman year, I went from, what did I come in? I came in as a lean, like one... 60, 165, maybe 165, um, and I went up to like 195, 200, uh, freshman year, um, and certainly, no, I'm not going to pretend, like nobody, nobody just gains in a year 20 pounds of just muscle, but let me tell you, a lot of it, a good chunk of that was muscle, um, gained a good amount, definitely gained some good size, a good frame, um, and so, yeah, I was... I followed the philosophy of that time where, hey, I'm putting something in my body every two and a half to three hours. Didn't have to be a lot. It usually was a lot. But it didn't have to be a lot. In retrospect, some of that might have been a time bit overboard, but not inherently. Uh, so I, uh, I made use out of that unlimited meal plan for the dining hall. That's a guarantee for sure. <laughs> for better or worse, all those chefs knew my name. Uh, now we'd hang out have a great time. But... Anyways, um, it was awesome for protein absorption. It was awesome for gaining weight. It was awesome for the standpoint of, hey, we've got certain nutrients that are water-soluble. What does that mean? That means that they do not get absorbed by fat, which means they can't store them. So things like vitamin C and our B vitamins, or most of our B vitamins, we should say, are water-soluble. So over time... We lose them. We leak them out throughout the day. So if you only have one period of time throughout the day that you in, intake your B vitamins or your vitamin C, you're really not utilizing it appropriately. Oh, sweet man. And I'm getting distracted, but I'm just like sitting in the car for a second before uh, going to the clinic. And man, there's a beautiful hummingbird flying around. 
I love those things, man. They're special. Anyways, uh, what do you think hummingbirds are, right? You think hummingbirds are grazers or intermittent fasters? They are flapping their wings so many times per second. I think it's like 70 times per second or something. It takes so much energy. They are absolutely grazers. They are made with a gigantic stomach for their size. They sip up all that nectar, pure sugar, and they are flying around flower to flower, just hovering around. If hummingbirds were intermittent fasters, what do you think would happen for performance for them? Bro, they wouldn't fly. Now, I'm not trying to pretend like we can really our experience the hummingbirds. We totally can't. But it's just an illustration that there are certain situations in my life or your life that may present us to be more advantageous with each of these diets. And I truly mean for either one. I'm biased for what I like. Um, you guys might be biased for what you like. But it's all about finding that solution that gives us the best results for what you're trying to go after in your goals at the time. And so I think that the grazing lifestyle is fantastic for weight gain uh, if you want to put on weight. I think it's also great um, for maintenance. Like we talked about, you get great nutrients and everything. So again, the argument with blood flow, yeah, you might be a tiny bit bogged down and stuff. And so, you know, am I eating, you know, immediately before I do a workout or um, an hour, even, you know, even half an hour before a workout? No. I'm letting myself digest. I'm letting myself have that time and you need to, right? You need to go in with a clear mind and, you know, not a full gut. But I'm also fueling up before I do that. So I'm having the good carb load. I'm having all the other nutrients I need to be able to work out properly and with uh, an abundance of energy that's really important for me and for everything I want to do. So... When we look at grazing too for maintenance, it's awesome for the nutrient availability. It's awesome for that. When we talk about weight loss, so I'm talking about this this actually for both maintenance and for maintenance slash performance and for weight loss too. When we look at this, have you guys ever had an experience where you're not hungry? Not hungry at all, you've been going throughout the day, haven't eaten in a while, but you don't feel hungry. Then all of a sudden, what do you do? All of a sudden, you go ahead and you have a snack. A piece of fruit, maybe. Something small. Even a clementine. Nothing, right? Some good vitamin C, some good calories, some nice refreshing fruit. And what happens? Ten minutes later, you're more hungry than when you started. But you ate food. Why would that happen? That's our body. Our body's naturally conservative. Right? We're made to survive. We're not made to say, let me be as efficient as possible in terms of all the things I can do. We're made to say, let me be as efficient as possible in terms of let me survive longer. Let me conserve my calories. Let me conserve my energy. And so if I'm doing that time after time, always trying to conserve my energy, what ends up happening is our metabolic rate isn't as high as it could be. So when we have little snacks here and there when we kind of have uh, small packets of food from time to time. What are we doing? We are giving our body conscious permission to rev up our metabolism. So why do you feel hungry after you eat? Just a little bit. You've given your body permission. Before that permission was not there, then you self-imposed you self -imposed it to yourself. You said, hey bro, we're good. You're going at whatever, how many calories a minute naturally? Well, I gave you permission now just to do one and a half times of that. 
to operate at a higher performance. And what is metabolic rate anyway, right? Should we be getting it up? Absolutely. Because what it is is that there is a demand on the system for uh, utilization of energy. It's like after we work out, we have a higher metabolic rate. Not during the workout. We do during the workout for sure, but after doing certain, certain workouts because of recovery. So the more we need to recover, the more energy we need, the more calories we burn. So all these things are deeply interrelated. Based on my lifestyle, based on what I choose, I go after more of a grazing diet. It works well for me. It keeps my brain focused by having my metabolic rate up, by having access to all this stuff for me. It keeps me well-nourished, has vitamins, nutrients throughout the day, have a distribution of protein. But it does take a little more time, and I do eat a lot. And I can see a lot of benefit for intermittent fasting for a lifestyle of, hey, I don't have a ton of energy requirements necessarily, right? I don't have, I'm eating a ginormous calorie diet. So what can I do? Well, I can take some stress off, right? I can focus on other things that are important. Or I say, hey, maybe for me, the blood flow argument is great. And that does seem to affect me. I get really, really tired after lunch. And I, I don't want that multiple times a day. Great. I get that. This is all about you, your choices, and what I ask you is what I ask everybody. Are your actions in line with your goals, and are your goals in line with your values? If you say yes to those and you do that with good information, we're good to go, baby. Alright, y'all. Whatever you're doing, whatever path you choose, don't forget, your mother gave you the greatest chemistry set you'll ever have. Your body. Don't be afraid to experiment a little bit, right? Don't be afraid to try some things out and give it an honest try. Use your physiology to your advantage. And most importantly, chow down and get ready to move. All right, y'all. Simply, not easy.